people are fake, man. You know, that's one thing I realized about this world. Like, people are fake out here. They'll act like they're your friends. They act like they want to, you know, be your bosom buddy and you just met them. You know, I've had guys tell me, oh, they'll take a bullet for me. Like, I don't want you to take a bullet for me, bro. Like, I don't even know you that well. Like, that gives that triggers me. Like, I can't trust you. You're being too friendly. filming another episode here at the Kimpton Epic Miami Hotel. Um, I'm with Ryan, who's better known as the Stunt Lifestyle, and you're the host of the We in Miami podcast, which is blowing up everywhere. And I'm super excited to have this conversation with you, man. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having Thanks for me. Thanks for coming through. Let's go. And I'm really digging this outfit, man. It's Thank it's you, a man. vibe. <laughs> no, I'm doing the all blue and orange today. Yeah. No, yeah. I like it. I like the matching. I'm a big matching guy. Yeah, I see. I see. I, I, the like same. That. I would rock that shirt right there too. That's a it's nice, shirt. huh? It's from yeah. Reese. Nice. Yeah. yeah. There's nice. like only one store in Canada that has this brand, and then Toronto I just, or in Toronto. Montreal. Yeah. Oh, so I'm from Toronto. It's and giving then, me Montreal vibes. Is like it some French vibes? Yeah. French vibes, huh? I've never yeah. been told. Interesting. Cool. But yeah, I love Toronto, man. Like Toronto's lit. I spent some time out there. Yeah. Queen Street, Eden Center, yeah. you know, I have fun out there. Yeah, it's a good spot to be. It was just so weird. Like, it was so different in Canada. Like, literally, I saw, like, I got into an accident. and Because you got to know how to maneuver. It was like people skateboarding in the streets, <laughs> like bikes everywhere. I, like, was trying to maneuver and not hit a skateboarder and, and crashing someone. I'm like, yeah. yo, I don't ever see this. Like, it's literally like a video game going through the streets, you know, <laughs> to like, like an American. GTA. Yeah, 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 because <laughs> it's different. But it was fun, man. Like little kids have tattoos out there. Like it's just like a free world out there. Yeah, yeah. You see like twelve year olds tatted up. I'm like, damn, this is lit, you know. <laughs> well, listen, you got to come back to Toronto, man. Yeah, for I sure. I mean, the weather's not as nice as it is here in in Southern Florida. Yeah. I mean, even when it's gloomy, it's still warm, which is nice. Right. But the weather there is, it's like you get two weeks of nice sun. And then it's just rain. It gets so cold up and there. And the cold too. too, yeah. I someone convinced me to drive to Canada. I drove from Atlanta all the way to Canada. It took like how long was that? It took like three days because I like stopped in different states and hung so out. You like have we to made stop it fun, yeah. Different states. But um, it was so cold. I remember being outside, like in Canada. It was so cold that like I thought I was gonna die, man. Like it was that cold because <laughs> you know for me it's like anything under whatever thirty is like. Yeah, yeah, it's cold. Yeah, yeah. but you're used to it, probably. <laughs> yeah, honestly, no. I've I've been in Canada now over thirty years, and I'm still not used to it. Right. I still get cold. I still regret every year why I'm in the cold. Like, why do I put myself through why it? Why do I always wonder why do people hate on Canada so much? Like, even like the cartoon shows, like like South Park, they always like throw jokes at Canadians and stuff. What well, what is it about like maybe, people hating on Canada? Know, maybe we're just too nice. Is that I, don't it know. Is? I mean, like that's the that's the <laughs> joke, right? Is that we'll apologize to you for insulting us right <laughs> right but i don't know got it's a lot of people though man like coming out of there drake um yeah. is who else drake is bieber the weekend yeah justin bieber he is from there yeah, yeah. weekend there's a lot yeah there's a lot and it's i had this one interview with jp Sachs, who was like the amount of artists that are coming out of toronto and out of canada relative to the size of our population like we're punching above our weight 
Wow. Because of how many people we're, we're, we're pumping out. Because a lot of people don't know the way like the music industry works in Canada is like as a qualified artist, you can actually get like a grant, like they'll give you money to push yeah, your project. It's yeah. crazy. Like in America, it's no like rappers that can fucking go down to the government like, hey man, help me get my mixtape out. Like it's not gonna happen. <laughs> but in Canada, like I've seen them give people a hundred grand like for their music. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But it's working, you know, and um I think it's a it's a dope program. It's, I remember being in Canada years ago and with this producer named Pillsbury. I don't know if you heard of him. Mm-hmm. But um, he was telling me about Drake. He was working with Drake and uh, he played his song for me in the car and like, yo, check out this new artist. I think he's about to blow. And honestly, I didn't see it. I heard the music. I was like, yeah, it's cool. Bro, a few months later, he <laughs> popped off. Now he's the biggest artist in the world. It's yeah. crazy. You never know. You never know. You never I mean, know. like when you when you it's like trying to find a prospect, the diamond in the rough. Right. Right. So I want to know more about your backstory. Because when people look up your social media profile, they watch the podcast, they get a very specific sense of who you are. Right. But I get the sense that the person behind the persona is a very different person. Right. Who's Ryan? Who's the man behind the stunt lifestyle? Ryan is just a regular guy, man. You know, you got stunt and you got Ryan. When I come home, take my hat off and just chill i just like to do nothing sometimes just relax the simple things in life um i moved to miami about four years ago and honestly the reason i moved here was not even for the clubs it wasn't for the girls or anything like that i mean the girls are hot in miami don't get me wrong but i didn't come here for that like i came here for the ocean the palm trees the beach the restaurants like the simple things man you know like i love it but um yeah, you know, Stunt is this lit guy, you know, it's always turning up parties, clubs, events, podcasts, all this craziness. And Ryan is like that other side, that balance, you know, the chill, relax, regular guy. Do you ever have a hard time keeping that balance between the two? Absolutely. Like, that's the that's the main thing I seek in life is balance, like. Because being around all of this craziness all the time, you got to be able to turn it off and get away from it. If not, like, it'll consume you. It'll drive you crazy. It will, like, change you, you know. So you got to know how to, like, turn that off and just regroup. Like, even whether it's at the end of the day or the end of the week or whenever you get some time off, you got to turn your phone off and leave it at home for, you know, a few hours. You know, I try to do that. But it is hard, man. It's hard. It's, sometimes it's easy to get lost in the sauce. So you got to, you know, you got to make sure you don't get lost in the sauce. How do you pull yourself back when you find yourself going too far into that? I just regroup and just think to myself. And sometimes I get too deep in my, my uh, I'm too deep in the stunt, you know, and I'm like, wait, let me, wait, hold on. Should I have done that? Should I not? Did I, am I going too far with this? Like, sometimes I got to regroup and re shift my mind you know like shut it off and just do nothing in silence by myself alone and just focus on like my next move and plan out like all right this is what i need to do this is what i don't need to do and just try to stay grounded you know and i have a good team around me you know like i'm really close with like my mom and um 
my business partners and friends and like they kind of keep me grounded too that's super important yeah yeah because if you have the wrong people around you when you're when you're sort of flailing in the wind a little bit they can push you further yeah i've seen it a lot of these artists and people like they have the wrong people around yes men they'll just let them do anything man they'll let them destroy themselves yeah and they'll just sit there and collect their check yeah and then afterwards when you're no longer of any value to them they walk away just when you need them the most right. in that situation. That's true. And it's a sad place to be in. And it happens a lot to a lot of athletes, actors, musicians, entrepreneurs. They crash out, man. Yeah. They crash out because it's just like, it's, it's easy to crash out. Like if you don't have the right people around you, like this world will consume you. It's yeah. easy. It's set up like that. Like it's literally set up to like consume you and suck you dry. What were you doing before you came to Miami? Well, before I came to Miami, um, I owned like a couple of clubs in Atlanta. Um, I was doing my um, prank content, my comedy stuff. Yeah. So I started out doing my comedy stuff in Atlanta. Um, So, yeah, that's what I was doing. I started out doing music. I had a song on radio. Um, It was charting on radio called She Like It. I was working a lot behind the scenes. I worked with a lot of artists. I got um, artist deals before. I did artist bookings, tours. Actually, like you were speaking managing. of yeah, speaking okay. of Toronto, I was the um, first person to bring Gucci Man to uh, Canada. Oh no way! When he couldn't get in, you know. Okay. Um, but I was I helped facilitate that deal to get Gucci Man to Canada. So I, I worked on some tours, even up there in Toronto and different places. So I started out with the music behind the scenes. Then I opened the lounge, first lounge, second lounge. And then I sold the lounges and started doing my entertainment comedy stuff. Um, And I never really wanted to get into like YouTube content and pranks and comedy. Like I never considered myself a comedian, but people always thought I was funny. (laughs) So I made my first video. Yeah. But I went to Panama City Beach uh, you ever been there? No. Don't go. <laughs> it's not like mine, but anyway. Okay. But shout out to Panama City. But um, <laughs> I, I made my first video there. Um, I had this gold Maserati, and I did like a Honda versus Maserati gold digger prank and get the girls' reactions to see oh, yeah. like would they be like gold diggers or not. And of course, they failed. And I thought the video was cheesy. I thought it was trash. I was like, no one's going to watch this. But then... I posted it. I didn't look at it. I had no subscribers. I just posted it up. People told me just post it. I posted it. Didn't even check on it. And then two weeks later, I started getting calls like, yo, I saw your video. I'm like, how did you see that? And I went on there and it had a million views. I'm like, how did oh, how damn. did it get a million views? So a lot of people don't understand that like YouTube industry and like all these platforms, it's not really even about subscribers, especially now. It's more about what they want to do. So they have the power to blow up anyone or any video that they want. Yeah. You don't need any subscribers. You don't need anything. It's just about YouTube. Like YouTube can literally decide to recommend it. They can decide to put it on Explore. They can decide anything. So they just somehow my video got on Explore and I got like 70,000 subscribers from that one video. It ended up getting like 7 million views. Wow. So I was like, all right, let me take let this me keep seriously. doing this. Yeah. yeah. But like. Now it's a lot harder, you know, sure, like yeah. it's a lot harder to just post one video and get 7 million. But back then, I think these platforms offered a lot more opportunities for growth, especially Instagram. Yeah. Well, like, it's like what Instagram used to do and what TikTok yeah. started doing. But 
you know, it's like, so much harder now with the algorithm. Yeah. But um, but yeah, but anyway, so that's that's how it went. So I did my first video, then I started doing more and more videos, and just kind of became that. I think sometimes you fall into your destiny by mistake. You know, hmm. I like that. You always thought you were destined to to basically come and do big things. Always since I was younger, I thought I was destined to be a rapper. That was okay. like my main goal is to be a rapper. That's what I was doing in the studio. But like, I still love music. I still love making music, but I feel like I kind of grew out of it. But I always knew like I was going to do something like impactful. I always wanted to do something impactful. When you think about the fact that you're not rapping right now or making music, does that ever bother you? Like, do you sit with that and go, man, should I have given it more? Yeah, like sometimes I do think about it like, man, like if I had kept doing my music, I wonder where I would be right now with it. And then I get a lot of people that write me always like, yo, why you stop doing music? Why don't you drop more music? Blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, I got a lot going on, you know, but it's with, it, with what I do in entertainment with the podcast and everything. It's kind of like dope that I am a creator and an artist because like I understand the guests and I understand like the industry. So I think it helps, you know? Yeah. Allows for a better conversation. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like that, I know what it's like to be an artist. Yeah. And that podcast now has, I think I saw just over 430 million views across yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, that's incredible. Congratulations. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. We've been grinding hard. Um, and, you know, I, the podcast first went viral on like the 10th episode. You know, no one knows this, man, but my first episode, bro, like I literally broke down. Like I cried after my first episode. Why? Because it, it didn't do what I thought it would do. I had such high expectations, like, and it just, like, in my eyes, it was a failure. Hmm. And, like, I just, I was so angry, like, because I had spent months, like, setting up the studio. I invested six figures. Like, I invested a lot of money into this. And, like, the first episode I felt like was a failure. Hmm. But, and that's what I tell people. It's about baby steps. Don't look at the numbers. Don't look at where it's at right now because it can go from zero to 100 real quick, you know? And so that's what you got to know. Like, you just keep going and eventually something's going to do well. Eventually something's going to do same. You just got to do it for the passion and for the love and not even necessarily think about the money right off the top or think about the numbers or whatever it is that's, like, motivating you aside from the creativity and the love of it. Because if you do, man, like, you're going to set yourself up for disappointment because it's a, it's a tough industry. I didn't go viral. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I went viral my 10th episode, but it could have been my 50th episode. You never know. Like, it could be your 100th episode. But I think everyone has their time. Yeah. Some people just give up before they get there. It's funny you say that because I think in a world of instant virality, it's all about how can you go viral tomorrow. Right. It's like this microwave and, generation yeah thought, you know and if you don't go viral tomorrow you've somehow failed right and people are discouraged and they quit before they even continue they, right. they, they quit before they start because right away they go and they post a video and literally the video just got posted they're refreshing right how many views do i got how many likes do i got yeah just going crazy and it and it just consumes you you know like some people are a slave like to likes man and to views you know and and I almost got sucked into that because my whole thing was social media, posting, posting, posting. And it's like, man, at some point, that's why I said a, go back to the balance thing. You know, like mm -hmm. you got to know how to like not do business, just go whatever, eat your favorite food. Don't be a slave or get depressed 
from the algorithm yeah you know yeah like because it can it can really suck you in man but you know a lot of people want to go viral and and you know they're willing to do anything to go viral yeah so that's the generation we live in like some people are literally willing to do anything to go viral and it's like people are doing some crazy stuff out here man stuff that they would never do yeah well some people are, yeah well exactly some people i think we were talking about this right before we, we started rolling about you know when there's stuff happening on the streets for example and you see an incident right and they're like literally instead of calling the cops they're like recording recording because they like, want to post they want to be the first like to call post. the cops they're like i can't man if i call the cops i have to exit out the video like dude he's fucking dying yeah, what are you doing yeah you know it's, like people it's are so weird. sad like, people's yeah. brains now are just thinking in that way yeah so crazy. when after that first episode you said you broke down you you felt like a failure but obviously you ended up getting to episode 10 that went viral. Right. How did you get yourself out of that after the first episode didn't do what you had hoped for it to do? How did, what did you do to put the next foot forward and I create said, episode I gotta two? I got to just keep grinding harder. I got to just like keep the content great, keep doing it um, and just keep grinding and it's going to happen, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, because, you know, you got to think about it. I started the podcast but before that, for years, I was doing pranks right. and doing sure, comedy. And, and like my least viewed video was like a million views. Like I, I have videos with over 100 million views on like Facebook and all this. So I was used to all these mega views doing these videos. So stepping into the podcast world, I was expecting that. I was like, yeah, my first video is going to get a million views. Yeah. I didn't have anything under a million, but I didn't realize like a that's different. a different game, man. Yeah. Like podcast views are different like literally i've never seen a podcast with 100 million views it's just like it's just different like it just doesn't happen as much I mean, it's not short form right it's yeah long it's form, just different right? kind of content and you're not trying to you know like cram as much as you can in 30 seconds exactly to keep the person yeah watching, like exactly so you know so i had to get over that and um yeah man but you know 10th episode ended up going viral popping off everywhere on all the vlogs got millions of views on all these platforms and then that's when I saw it. I was like, gave me a little taste. Like, yes, don't give up. There's some, yeah. <laughs> no, well, you get that little bit of taste and it encourages you to keep going. I saw yeah, and like appreciation. Like yeah. it just gives you um, validation of your hard work and craft. Like, hey, people appreciate this content. Yeah. They thought enough of it to, you know, to give you their time. Give me and their share time. It yeah, and, like, and all that, yeah. man. So like. Just why I like I. I appreciate every single person who tells me they watch an episode. I'm right. Like, I'm so grateful so much. to you. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause they don't have to watch you or watch me. Like they don't have to, yeah. but we're, you know, you're bringing value and you're, you're, you're opening up a lot of insight. I, I love your, um, a lot of your content. I was watching this guy gets deep right here, man. I love it. Uh, this is dope. Thanks brother. Congratulations. I'm proud Thank of you, man. Yeah. No, it's important. I mean, I think we, we have a platform that we can use to, to really have authentic conversations. Absolutely. You know, like I think there's enough content around there. That's very much, that's just mind numbing content. Right. So it's like, you're just scrolling. like, I literally on my show, I have girls <laughs> come on and tell me their secrets. Tell me what celebrity they had sex with. Or tell <laughs> I saw me some like of those clips. Yeah. <laughs> crazy stories. Like I hear the craziest thing you've ever, it's to the point now where like, Someone can sit here and tell me anything and I'll just be like, hmm, it won't even be a big deal because I've literally heard it all. Yeah. There is nothing I have not heard that people have done. Like the craziest thing. What's the most wild thing you've, you've heard on your show? Is there one that stands That's out? That's a tough one. Um, <laughs> well, apparently it's a 100K 
to uh you know take a poop on someone in dubai there's kind of like a thing you know if you're a hot girl apparently you can get 100k if you poop on someone in dubai like these rich guys they heard of that story yeah so 100k poop story was crazy um all kind of stories girls telling me they like pegged celebrities i can't say their names but um some of your top rappers you know they were getting pegged out by a lot of these girls um telling me stories of all kind of stuff orgies you know and none of this phases you anymore at this point it's just i'm numb to it bro like i'm literally numb to it like i hear it all man you'd be surprised at things that i hear but you know i like it when it gets deep too man sometimes um it's refreshing yeah i get a lot of people bust out crying in tears because we get you know we'll end up getting deep and and honestly man like you never know what to expect because like someone can walk in here and look perfectly normal and perfectly pretty or whatever and then when they sit down and start talking you're like you're a completely you live a completely different life than what i imagined you know yeah so you never know well what what do people not know about you like what don't you show the world i think people look at my brand and my image and they think that i'm a certain type of way they automatically assume like oh he's a pimp or he's a player or he's this kind of guy or some people might even think oh he looks like a douchebag he drives around in gold cars and he dresses flashy he looks like some arrogant prick but the truth is man i'm i'm a humble guy man like I will never turn down a conversation with anyone. I give everyone love. I show everyone love because you never know what someone could teach you, whether it's someone on the street walking up, a fan, whatever. So I'm all about like being humble. So a lot of people don't know that. Does it upset you that people think the other way about you? It does, yeah. It does upset me because, you know, it's like I know I'm not that way, so it's like people automatically assume. Because I get that all the time when people meet me after they talk to me. They be like, damn, man, I didn't think you would be like that. Yeah. I'd be like, why? I'm like, I thought you was going to be a dick. Or I, thought, I was like, why <laughs> did you think that? Like, <laughs> yeah. what did I do? You know, yeah. there again, there's social media. There's the pictures on the Instagrams, you know. Like, yep. there's the video content. So people are just going off what they see. I mean, I get it. Everyone judges. People say don't judge. And we all do it's it. not good to judge. We all it, it. It's natural. You're going to judge. We're constantly judging everything we see. You see the view. Oh, that's a nice view. You see something that looks bad. Oh, this looks bad. Like yeah. we're all judging. We have to, to protect ourselves. I don't think you should place judgments on like groups of people and like look down on people. But at the same time, we have to judge in order to like protect ourselves in life. Yeah. Do you feel that you're like as a per- as an entrepreneur, as a creator, as someone who's got, you know, a, a recognizable face, do you f- find yourself extra protective of yourself when you're meeting people, when you're yeah. talking new business ventures? Because people are fake, man. You know, that's one thing I realized about this world. Like people are fake out here. They'll act like they're your friends. They act like they want to, you know, be your bosom buddy and you just met them. You know, I've had guys tell me, oh, they'll take a bullet for me. Like, I don't want you to take a bullet for me, bro. Like, I don't even know you that well. Like, that gives that triggers me. Like, I can't trust you. You're being too friendly. 
Right. You know, so yeah, Coming I am strong. I, you know, it's, it's that's <laughs> a strong. Like if I was to hang out with you for like a couple of weeks, and I'd be like, "Yo, man, I'll um, take a bullet for you." I want to let you know, bro. I take a bullet for you, bro. Like, no, <laughs> dog. Like, <laughs> Wait, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, man. Like I think there are a lot of fake people out here, so you have to protect yourself because, like, this generation we live in, everyone just cares about themselves. They act like they care about you, but it's a lot of times they have a alternative motive, you know. Um, but yeah, I deal with that a lot, man. Like people being fake towards me, wanting to be my friends, you know, like in the past, you know, people are, you know, attracted to the money or to the lifestyle and all of that kind of stuff. So you don't know who's real, who's not. Yeah. How do you maintain a balanced, healthy lifestyle? Because content creation can take a toll on your mental you health. You can... You know, when you're stressed out about things, it can have an effect on you physically. Okay. How do you sort of maintain balance in your health? Well, I'll tell you, like, I used to, like, be very unhealthy, like, with what I ate. Like, I literally was on, like, a ramen noodle diet and, like, a shitty food diet, <laughs> drinking, like, fruit punch all day <laughs> and, like, yeah. nothing but processed foods. And I didn't realize that hey this is not good for me like no yeah. one really told me that like my mom always cooked healthy dinners for my brother and i but like when i got on my own i just kind of whatever bought whatever at the store yeah and um one day i was eating some ramen noodles man and drinking some fruit punch in my bed looking out the window and just chilling like a regular day and everything like turned red like my vision, like everything was red. It was the scariest thing in my life. Like imagine this room, everything being red. Like almost like you, you ever had on like red yeah, sunglasses yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's like a red filter. Yeah, That's what happened. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I just started feeling really weird. And I was like, something's wrong here. Cause, it, Cause dude, one package of noodles, okay. is like 2000 milligrams of like sodium. Yeah. They're high. Yeah. Dude. So imagine if you ate three packs in a day. Now, mind you, I was getting money at this time. This was a long time ago, but I had money, but I just thought they tasted good. I didn't yeah. even know they were. It was easy. I didn't think about it being, but three packs, that's like two, four, six thousand. Yeah. Like that shit's dangerous, man. You yeah. know, and you're drinking a bunch of bullshit. But anyway, I got diabetes. Like it just came out of nowhere. Like um, I was actually going to Canada. I was on my way to Canada. I was driving there. Someone convinced me to drive to Canada from Atlanta. And I had to just keep stopping to pee. And my mouth was so dry. Yeah. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like, why is my mouth so dry? Like, I was, no matter what I drank, I kept being thirsty. And I had to use the bathroom so much. Yeah. A lot of people don't know those are signs of, of diabetics, you know, like dry mouth, having to urinate a lot. But I didn't know that. But so by the time I got to Canada, it was my birthday. I went out drinking. I was somewhere on Queen Street at some rooftop. And um, I blacked out. And I was with my boys. I was like, yo, take me to the hospital. Something's wrong with me. And they're like, oh, you're just drunk, man. You're good. I'm like, no, it's something else. So I went to the hospital. And my, your sugar level is supposed to be 100. Mine was 1,000. Like, I was in intensive care for like two weeks. The doctors came in. They said, hey, you're type 1 diabetic. You're going to have to take shots for the rest of your life. For every day, for the rest of your life, you're going to have to take a shot. So I like broke down. I was like, my life's over. Like I gotta take a shot every day, multiple yeah. shots for the rest of my life. I'm like, my life's over. I'm done. 
but um i had even gotten really skinny i'm slim now but i i was even worse like i was like i mean i'm i'm good now i'm not worse now but like i used to be skinny yeah like hella skinny and um but i got used to it man it's like after a while like you don't even think about it like now i take my shots i'll do it anywhere i can be in the club <laughs> pop it out a girl be like what's that like it's just like oh yeah <laughs> it's a you conversation know? starter <laughs> I, you know, sometimes i fuck with people like everyone's around smoking you know hanging out you know like hey y'all want to get real high and they'll be like hell yeah i'll be like look check this out and i'll pull out my needle <laughs> Like they won't know what I'm doing. I'll pull out my needle and I'm like, boom. And they'll be like, oh shit, buddy's got a needle. What is that, heroin? I'm like, no, it's not fucking heroin, man. It's my EpiPen. You know? <laughs> but I have fun with it, you know? Yeah, why not? Um, make make the most I of it. I right? think everybody has their own crosses to bear, you know? Like everyone has their own challenges in life. I think that like makes you more real and appreciate things more sometimes. So it's a humbling moment. Yeah, like it humbled me. Like I think. You're no longer invincible. Yeah, like it just makes life more real, man. Yeah. So what is living with type one diabetes like? It's is there things I you can't really eat, affect you can't me. Eat? Like what I did is I actually all right, so remember I tell you I was eating like shit. So yeah. I actually after I got diabetes and stuff, I was like, all right, let me make a drastic move here. I gotta like get in control of my health. Like, let me switch up. And I went vegan. Okay. Yeah, I actually went vegan. So I went from like shit food, raving noodles to like this vegan healthy diet. It's like, how did this happen? But why vegan? Um, I just like wanted to try something new. I had this friend of mine, this like weird guy. He he was like a regular guy, but then he like went all weird and like natural and like jungle on me. And uh he kept telling me like, yo, man, you need to go vegan, telling me all these benefits of it all the time. And I was like, bro, I'm good on all of that. But um, one day, man, I was making some spaghetti. I had like my beef in it, like, you know, like the little um, meat in it. Yeah, yeah. And I just found myself like separating it and just not wanting it and just kind of wanting to try something new. But now I'm pescatarian. Okay. Yeah, I got to live a little bit. You know, I eat my <laughs> seafood now. Well, you're in salmon. Miami. You yeah, got to have some yeah, seafood, come man. On, we got to have some seafood here. <laughs> no, Good seafood out here. And you feel better now that you're on a, a more healthier, balanced diet. Absolutely. Yeah. And you work out, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, no. No. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't work out. Is that something you want to start doing? <laughs> yeah, I want yeah. to. What, what holds you, you back? You work out? I try, yeah. Yeah, you got a little weight on you. See, I'm trying to get a little cut, man. I got <laughs> to come up, get a little cut. But, um, no, nah, like, it made me feel better, uh, a healthy diet. Because it's like, if you can have discipline over, like, three things as a man, if you can have discipline over these things, I think you can master life. If you can have discipline over your dick, can I say that? Yeah. If you can have discipline over your dick, discipline over what you eat, discipline over like how you move, like you can win more, man, because like we get so distracted by girls and we get so distracted by all the things. So if you can have discipline over that, man, that's the one thing I learned. Like if you spend all your time chasing girls, like you're going to miss out on money, you know, focus on your business. Don't just chase girls. But same with food. Like if you can have discipline over your food, man, and, and try to be conscious. I'm not saying go vegan. I'm not saying go pescatarian. It's not for everybody. Some people get sick if they stop yeah. eating meat. Like I think different blood types are different. I right. do think that. But be healthy, you know, like just eat clean. That's the main thing is eating clean. Yeah. Don't eat all that. Pro the worst thing you can eat. Is processed stuff. 
which there's an abundance of, and it's also the cheapest option. Right. And so most people will just defer to it. Right. And yeah. I hate the way like a lot of the, all the cheap stuff is the unhealthy stuff. And then a lot of the good stuff costs so much money. You know, you got to think about it. The average person may not be able to afford to shop at Whole Foods all the time and, and do that. But what I tell people is you can actually have a healthy diet for not as like for cheap, like not expensive if you know yeah. how to do it. You can shop for a healthy diet on a budget. Like there are things you can buy. Like it's not crazy. And, you know, the saying is it's a lot cheaper to eat healthy now than like pay for it when you're sick, you know. Because there's only so much you can pay when you're sick. Right. And yeah. the doctors in, you know, America, they always tell you, oh, change your diet, um, go raw, go clean. Some of them go vegan after you're sick and you have cancer and diabetes and heart disease and all that, and you know, it's heart disease is the number one killer for African-Americans, for black people. It's heart disease is, is, is higher than gun violence It's higher than anything, heart disease and heart disease comes from, you know, don't hate me. I'm just telling you facts. It's a facts. Red meat causes Heart disease is proven. It's not some weird conspiracy. Red meat does cause heart disease. Now, I'm not saying don't eat your steak. There's nothing wrong with that. But, like, just don't do it all the time. Like, right. I have well, family members who ate moderation. steak every day. Yeah. Don't eat steak every day. Don't eat anything, like, all the time. Yeah. Everything in moderation. Yeah. Like, I had people in my family die from heart disease because they ate steak every day. They got money, and they were like, oh, this is what I do when I get money is eat steak all day. So, do it in moderation. Like, there was an article. A girl died. She drank four gallons of water. I mean, not four gallons, I'm sorry. Four, four water bottles back to back and died. I'm like, damn, you wow. can die from water toxicity. Like anything, too much of anything is bad yeah. for you. So when you move to, the decision to move to Miami and, and start sort of building out your, your businesses out here, you're still in Miami. What is it about the city of Miami and being here that appeals to you? Man, there's no place like Miami, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, I just love it here. Like, it's just like you feel like when I first moved here, I just felt like I was on a vacation. It's like you feel like you're on vacation. Hmm. Like, every day I would wake up and, like, I, I felt like I was on vacation. That's the only way I can put it, like. That's the feeling I got. I just felt free. I was like, for the first time in my life, I just felt free. Just going to the beach. I used to go to the beach like every other day and just, I just felt free, man. You know, it was weird. You know, like I always loved water, but I was never around it in Atlanta. We don't have any. We got Lake Lanier, but that's like curse. Like everyone dies in that lake, you know, so you're kind of scared of it. But in Miami, it's just the restaurants, the palm trees, the scenery, and um business move it was best move i ever made for me yeah so for young entrepreneurs miami is a place to consider yeah like um well it depends on what you do too you know miami's not for everybody what makes it worked it for, for me well just because you know like um a lot of people come to miami after they're already successful or after they already have money in fact, a lot of people I know here, they don't even work because they just bring their wealth down here. Right. So, for example, you got a lot of New York people, a lot of people, they come here, they travel here and they stay here. They make their money somewhere else. A lot of people make their money outside of Miami. Okay. So sometimes it can be hard to find out how to make money in Miami because everyone I here yeah. is already rich and they already make their money somewhere else as well. Yeah. 
So, you know, they say like artists, but like celebrities and artists, they say, oh, you moved to Miami after you made it. Right. And then while you're on a come up, you want to live in like, you know, Atlanta or like, you know, Cali or New York or wherever. Yeah. What advice would you give your younger self? A guy who's gone from starting a rap career to comedy pranks on YouTube to a podcast in Miami to dealing with living with diabetes the rest of your life. If you can sort of not a do over, but just go back in time and give younger, younger you a piece of advice. What would that be? Man, so much, man. If I knew what I knew now back in the day, uh, I would be so far at a younger age, you know, (laughs) but, um, I would tell my younger self, just like focus on what really matters. I think it's so easy in life to like get off focus uh, with so many distractions, whether it be females, whether it be like whatever your main focus is. Mine was girls. Mine was just stunting, flexing on people that don't care about me. What do I have to prove to them? You know, like live for yourself. Don't live for others. Yeah. You know, I was young, you know, that's all I wanted to do was flex, get girls. And that was it. So what I would tell myself is um, have a healthier lifestyle, eat healthier. Don't focus on girls as much, like focus on business, focus on your next move, Um, invest your money. And uh, be smart, you know. Would the younger version of you be proud of the man sitting on the couch today? Absolutely. I I changed everything, man. Like, I changed my circle. You know, I used to hang out with a lot of people who, um, you know, weren't supportive or weren't, like, benefiting the life that I wanted to live. Because, like, you can't look at where you're at. You got to look at the life you want to live. So then it's like, okay who am I surrounding myself with? Because they say you are your surroundings. So whatever kind of people you surround yourself with, usually that's how you'll end up. Let's just be honest. Like statistically, people are a product of their environment. Yep. So if you're in an environment where everybody's selling drugs, you might start selling drugs. If you're in an environment where everybody is, you know, stripping, you might end up being a stripper. Or if you're in an environment where everyone's doing OnlyFans, you might decide to get OnlyFans. Or if you're in an environment where everybody is, if you're a family where everyone's going to college, you probably go to college. Statistically, families who, if they don't go to college, then their kids usually don't go to college. Or if they go to college, then their kids usually do go to college. So it's just statistically, people end up doing usually what they're around. Me, I didn't go to college. But anyway, um, even though my mom did, but I wanted to go down the entertainment route. And that's fine. I'm not saying you have to do any one path, but you have to stay true to yourself and surround yourself with positive people that support your vision of your future. You know, yeah. like all my friends now are positive people. They support me so much. Like so important. I can call them right now. Like they be there for me. They do anything for me. You know, all my friends are millionaires and billionaires. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone is positive doing their thing. And um, I'm not saying try to only look for like rich friends or anything, but I'm saying, Try to surround yourself with positive people. It just so happens that these positive people that I'm friends with are very successful and wealthy. And I think that that encourages you. It encourages you. It motivates you. Yeah. Like if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. If you're the richest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. You know, like I'll go somewhere 
I'll go to some places and I'm the richest person in the room. I'll be like, I'm in the wrong club. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? I want to go where I'm not the richest person. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. You know, so that's really what you got to do. And a lot of people don't understand that, man. Like, and, and I get it. Like, I got a lot of different type of friends, too. I got my friends that may not really be on, like, such a high track. Like, I got some homies from back in the day, you know, that I'm still chat with. But for the most part, I had to cut people off, man. You outgrow people. You do. Yeah. And it's no disrespect to those people. It's just you're now vibing on a different level. Right. You know what they say. They always say, hey, when you come up, don't change, don't change. But I think that that's wrong. I think you should change. Yeah. I think everyone should evolve. That's like a butterfly. Like everyone should evolve. Everyone man. changes all the time. Right. To think that you are the same person today that you were 5, 10, 15 years ago. Right. Is is just false to think that you're going to be the same person two years from now that you are today right it's false yeah like i'm different than i was last year yeah and i think you got to be around people that you can change with you know yeah and that growth you guys can grow together and 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 they can accept your growth and support it and or whatever you might decide to do it's never too late to do anything if you want to change your career path change it yeah. if you want to change your life change it you have the like I don't think people realize how much power we have. Like we have the power to do anything we want to do and become anything we want to become. Like the world is out there is yours. If you're in a bad environment, leave that environment, move. Yeah. Like move. Yeah. You can find a new place somewhere for cheap. Even like if you are, if you live in the ghetto, I believe you can get out. You can get out of the hood, man. Like you, it's possible, but you just got to make that move and be focused and you got to believe you can do it because a lot of times people don't have motivation. You know, I had a good supporting mom that loved me and supported me and was very smart and like helped steer me in the right direction when I was little, you know, but a lot of people, she was the first person to graduate from college in the family, you know, and go to law school and become an attorney. But a lot of people don't have that guidance, you know, they might not have someone that can guide them in the right direction. You know, so they don't know what to do. It's a lot of people out here don't know what to do. They need guidance. So it's like you got to focus, do knowledge, like read, like study, like figure out what you want to do and grind for it. And you can have it, man. The world is yours. Amazing. Any regrets? Yeah. Yeah, I got some regrets, man. You know, everybody's like, oh, no regrets. I would be where I am today. Like, I agree with that. I wouldn't be where I am today without everything that shaped me. But there are decisions that bad decisions that I made in my life that I do regret. Hmm. I made some bad decisions. How do you, how do you reconcile them? How do you accept that you made that decision and not let it fester, not let it eat away at you? Because sometimes, you know, we, we get in our fields, we're sitting there, we're thinking about life, right? We're retracing our steps and we're like, I shouldn't have done that. Right. How do you let that not, dissuade you from doing what you want to keep doing honestly i just try not to dwell on it man like i feel like in life all we really have is right now we don't have our past that's not here anymore we don't have our future we have right now so you got to live in the moment you got to plan for your future and work towards your future but you got to live in the moment if you spend your life dwelling on the past then you'll get stuck in the past. You know, it's like a car when you're driving. Like, yeah, you can look through the rearview mirror, but that stuff is behind you, man. Yeah. You need to keep your your eyes focused on the road ahead of you. Um, because if you if you're busy looking in the rearview mirror in your car, you could hit something in front of you. Yeah. 
you know, so you have to um, focus on the present and the future. Like, don't don't focus on the past. Like, we all made mistakes. We all have done things that we regret. But it's about growing, man. Yeah. You know? Focusing on the future. What do you want to do that you're not doing yet? Man, it's, it's so many things I want to do. Um, you strike me as a guy that's got a lot of creative ideas yeah. just floating around. Right, like, and it's sometimes like, fuck, you got to narrow in. Because it's like, uh, I'm going to do this one yeah. day. I know you probably went yeah. through the same thing. Oh, like, yeah, all the time. A lot of times, we'll, people, we have so much talent. And like, hey, we could do so much. It's yeah. just like, you got to narrow in on some things. And so you can execute. You know, execution is important. Everyone has good ideas, but most people don't execute. Yeah. You know, but I have so many uh, visions and things that I want to do. Um, TV show, mm-hmm. uh, radio show. Um, you know, it's it's so many things. You know, I want to grow in so many different ways spiritually. Uh, it just get more in tune with myself and just become a better person, be the best person I can be. Um, I want to motivate people. I want to encourage people. You know, I want to use my platform more to you know, help people and, and stuff like that, man. It's, it's so many things, visions that I see for everything, you know. And so I'm just thanking God for where I am right now and just, you know, staying motivated and just keep grinding, man, and never give up, you know. Because I have days, man, where I don't want to do this anymore. I think we all have those times where it's like you wake up and you're like, I don't want to do it. But it's like you got to keep motivated. You got to always keep planning your next move because that's what, keeps you hungry is the next thing you're going to do and the next plan i tell people too if they ever want to give up what keeps you motivated is having something to look forward to so always try to keep something to look forward to in life amazing brother thank you so much hey man thank you so much for for coming through this was incredible i love it this this interview like literally you motivated me from just speaking to you and you speaking to me like it's motivation for real i appreciate that i wish you the best of luck in everything you're doing Keep killing it. Keep doing you. Protect that balance. It's important. Don't get lost. Um, I think we Don't all get know. lost in the sauce. Don't get lost <laughs> in the sauce. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, awesome stuff. The podcast, the work, the entrepreneurship, the spirit, the energy, the the thought thank process. You, I appreciate it's it. It's inspiring. So thank you, man. And I want to say thank you for having me on the show. I love your show, man. You're such a good vibe, bro. Anytime you're in Miami, hit me up. I got you. And when I come to Canada, we're turning up. Absolutely. (laughs) Shout out to you, your show, man, your whole crew. Everyone's cool, man. So uh, everyone watching this, make sure y'all tune in to the We and Mommy podcast and tune in to his show. He offers so much motivation, man. I love it. I'm a fan. And uh, let's go, man. I appreciate it. it. Thank you so much for listening. We in Miami, everyone. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thanks, brother.